name is Samal Prakash, and this is The Discourse, a series of episodes where I dive into and tackle the most relevant topics within the school system. In today's episode, we're talking all about AP courses and what they really entail. I'm joined today by Ms. Jacqueline Smith, the head of counseling at Dominion. Hello. It's nice to be with you. It's nice to be with you, too. So I think there's a really big discussion going around, especially at this time of year. Everyone's paying for their exam dues and getting ready to choose classes for next year. And I want to focus on this big question that everyone seems to have different like thoughts on, different opinions. They don't really know what the real fact is. And what is the big deal about APs? What is like the big push, and what does it really mean to take an AP? So I think the big push for APs is simply for us to encourage students to take a rigorous load. Uh, we understand that rigorous classes help you to have a better foundation for college and given that over 93% of our students go on to two or four year colleges, we want to give you the best foundation to um, be the most prepared you can be for the rigor of the classes you'll have in that environment. So I think AP classes, the the study skills you develop, the complex critical thinking skills that you develop in there, um, those are the reasons we encourage you to take rigorous classes. Yeah, I agree with that. I think it, they definitely give you an advantage on the, as level on the as far as talking about like level of rigor and how hard things will actually be in college. They want to give you a kind of intro, mm -hmm. um, and I think that also with that rigor, especially in high school, it comes with a lot more stress. Mm -hmm. And I think the way that people have been seeing it, like students see AP classes not as like a chance for them to get ahead, but to be ahead right now mm -hmm. and to be at the top of the game, like they have to take those APs. So what do you think is the necessity to take APs? Like how far, how many, how far should you go with them? Well, certainly APs give you a competitive advantage in college applications um, and college admissions. Um, however, I think there's a delicate balance there, as you mentioned, with stress. Um, you know, we, w we want you to take a rigorous load, but we don't want you to challenge yourself so much that you're sitting on the edge or that brink of insanity <laughs> um, where you're sacrificing your sleep and you're sacrificing your ability to really balance your social life and your life with your family and just the ability to really enjoy your high school experience overall. Uh, so we there's no magic number of AP classes, and if you call college admissions offices, they won't give you a magic number either. Uh, but I think we always say take as many honors or AP classes as you can reasonably handle. That looks very different from student to student. For some students, that may be just honors classes and no APs. For some students, that may mean one AP. For others, it could mean two or three AP classes. It really depends on what you're able to handle, what commitments you have outside of school, uh, what preparation you have, um, what interests you have, because we always say to take those APs and honors in those areas of not only interest, but also of strength. So to really not only just blanket yourself in your schedule with APs, but to really try and hone in on those areas of strength and interest. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. And I think that if you don't have a balance, that's also a piece of like a critical lesson that you're not going to learn mm -hmm. for the real world because you're Absolutely. using pr APs to prepare you for real world, for college, for like greater levels of learning. But that also comes with a lot of balance and you have to be able to learn how to do that balance. Um, do you think there are any drawbacks to taking APs if there are any other than just like the pressure? Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's a drawback to taking too many. <laughs> um, as you mentioned, I think um, we do hear students coming into our office with just a high level of stress, high level of anxiety about the level of workload that they have. And AP classes are college level courses. And so with that comes a lot of a lot of homework, a lot of studying, a lot of preparation that you need to do to put into succeeding in those classes. And um, 
to give it your best effort, we really feel like you need that balance. So I don't think there are really any drawbacks to taking NAP or a couple APs, but um, to blanket yourself with five or six, I think you really run the risk of burning yourself out um, and coming to the point where you do start to sacrifice some things that may be important to you. Yeah, a lot of students, like my friends and all my peers, they, they want to push themselves to that brink because they think that that is what's going to get them to the future. That's what's going to get them to where they want to be. They're like, oh, I'll suffer now, but then I won't have to like stress. So how do you think a student should like approach APs if they're more like inclined to thinking about, like, I have to take as many as possible? Like, what mm-hmm. would you say to them? I think it's hard in today's admission world because if you call an admissions office like the University of Virginia, for instance, um, we challenge some of our students to do that. uh, And they call them and the admissions office tells them, take as many as you can handle. And to you all, when you hear that, you think, okay, well, then I must take as many as I possibly can or else I'm not going to be the most competitive candidate. So for some of those really highly competitive schools like UVA and Tech and the Ivy Leagues and MIT and Georgetown and some of those, I think there is this feeling that in order to have a chance of getting in, you have to take as many as you possibly can. Um, And you're competing in Northern Virginia, which is a very highly competitive academic place as well. And Dominion is a very um, strong institution as well. So you're competing against your peers, or at least there's that sense that you are. So I think that I think it comes back to what's important to you and really evaluating your priorities. And for some people, they are saying like, the pain is worth the gain later. And for some people, they say, you know what, I'm going to make the choices now to kind of balance my life and to choose to take that risk of of potentially not getting into my first choice college, but there's a lot of students who do end up getting into those top tier colleges with not stressing them out entirely. Um, so I don't know that it's an absolute requirement to to load up your schedule, but I do think there is that pressure that you guys feel for whether it be from the colleges themselves or from um, society or even from yourselves or your peers to do that. Yeah, and I think as you're talking about like pressure from ourselves and other peers, a lot of people are taking a lot of babies because of their parents. Mm-hmm. I think that's a big source of they want their kids to do really well. They want their kids to get as far and get into the best college they possibly can. And then they push their kids to take more APs and because they think, oh, that's the highest class. Mm-hmm. You should take that class. Um, what would you like? What would you say to a parent who really wants to push their kids to do that? That's a good question. I think my advice to parents would be to again encourage your student to really evaluate what their future goals are, what majors they may be interested in studying in the future, what careers they may be interested in, and really trying to tie the rigor in their schedule like APs into those fields. So if you're really interested in engineering, trying to focus your APs on math and sciences um, and not necessarily take one in every single subject so that it really is narrowed down to to what you're interested in and what your strengths lie and tied into your goals. Um, But that does give you that balance otherwise. Um, And there's still ways to have a very rigorous or even a most rigorous schedule without not having every single AP class. Um, The other thing I would say is to, to your parents is to consider the student's whole wellness. Um, There's social emotional wellness in that. And you guys know yourself best. Your parents know you well as well. So you guys know what limits you guys can reach and what boundaries you guys need to put on yourselves, what limits you need to put on yourselves to have that healthy balance. And so um, for some people, they need um, they need that parent to, to put those boundaries on themselves because 
they're not going to do it. They're going to push themselves as hard as they possibly can because that's just their personality. They're perfectionists. They want to strive as hard as they can. They want to push themselves as hard as they can. For some people, that p that pressure comes from parents. Um, and the student's the one who kind of feels that pressure from an outside source. So I think um, for parents, I would just say to kind of be careful and try to consider the holistic experience of high school, that it is about leadership experience. It's about extracurricular experience, about getting volunteer service, about those other soft skills that you develop in high school, not just the AP is an academic core. Yeah, I definitely agree. I think kids are also like they're raised by their parents of course this way that coming back to like how competitive it is if you don't take the best classes and have the highest GPA you're not going to go where you want and then you're not going to end up anywhere in life and I think that's a, I think that's a mistake that students make um, even just like it's like kind of built into their brain as they grow up and go through high school they're like I need to be the best I need to do the top I need I can't have like B's and C's everywhere because then it's going to affect me forever I got to see an algebra once I'm not going to get into UVA like I think they, they put a lot of intense pressure on themselves and very less um, major subjects or major life-changing things or and they like limit themselves to other opportunities mm -hmm. as you're saying mm -hmm. they should have like balances between sports and extracurriculars and there I know a lot of my friends who are really smart and they take a lot of um, APs and they take a lot of like higher level classes mm -hmm. and they're doing really well in them but they don't really hang out as much with other people they say they always have homework when I say okay let's like grab lunch or something they don't have time to do sports because mm -hmm. their parents are like oh no no you should have time for homework is the hard years you know junior and senior year and you like really drill down you shouldn't do sports because it's going to take up your time mm -hmm. but I think they need to make that time for other things there should be some kind of balance and scheduling so that you're not you don't have you don't put so much pressure like on your mind always be that way yeah and I think there's value in those things you have to see the value in those experiences you know with sports there's so many skills you learn and there's so many um, valuable experiences that you gain through being a part of a team or being a part of a sport and experiencing failure and getting back up from failure or um, being a part of a team and learning how to work together or learning how to have others rely on you and that persistence and perseverance through challenges, um, the ability to really develop leadership skills and that type of thing. So I think there are value in those experiences. And I think perhaps as a school, we need to push that more and promote that more of what you all may not see or what is not as easily seen about those values and those um, community service experiences or those extracurricular opportunities or leadership opportunities or, or sports or things like that, um, that really do round out your experience here at Dominion High School. And yeah. colleges will really look at those things. I mean, what they're looking for is not just, are you going to succeed here? They want you to succeed, obviously. They want students to graduate and go on and be successful um, in whatever careers they choose. But they also want students who are going to contribute to their college campus. And so that involves having students who are dynamic and who've done different things and have been exposed to different experiences and who can really bring different perspectives to their college campus. So I think those those are really important things that you can develop and bring here at Dominion. Yeah. So aside from scheduling, another really big thing people are talking about is the AP exams themselves. Because we know if you don't pass the AP exam, you don't get the college credit, right? Mm -hmm. That's correct? Okay. Yeah. So there's, there's varying policies about AP exam credit. So there's some schools, some colleges that will accept AP exams if you get a three or higher. There's some that only will accept it if you get fours or fives. Um, so the policies vary from college to college as to how they accept AP exams. Um, there are some colleges that are moving away from accepting AP credit and only using it for 
placement purposes and not necessarily for transfer credit purposes. So it really depends on the college. So how do you, I know people get really stressed when, if they don't do well on their AP exams and they're mm-hmm. like, oh my God, all my colleagues are going to look at this. They're all going to hate me. They're going to be like, oh no, this is too awful. I can't like show this to colleges. How do you think a college like UVA or like Virginia Tech actually views applicants who have taken more APs or less APs and have higher or lower AP scores? So many times AP scores are not actually part of the admission process. Many schools don't ask for the scores. Um, They certainly ask for your transcript to see how you performed in the actual course, but they don't ask for your exam scores as part of the application review. They ask for your SAT scores and your ACT scores, and some um, more highly competitive schools may ask for your SAT subject test scores, but they many schools do not even ask for or nor will they even consider your AP exam score. Um, like I said before, I think most colleges use AP exam scores more for the purposes of placement once you've been admitted. Um, so if that's something that causes some anxiety for students about, you know, what are the colleges going to think about this? You know, most colleges won't even see it unless you release it. Dominion High School doesn't release any of your test scores to colleges. So you have to send them on your own. Um, and like I said, most of them are only looking for your SAT or ACT scores. So if you want to get that transfer credit because you did well on your AP exams or if you choose not to send them because you don't, you didn't do well on your AP exams, then they never have to know about it because you may not end up ever sending them and you may just go into college and have a blank slate. I also want to talk a little bit about GPA Mm because GPA is directly related to the classes that we take and everything. Mm -hmm. And I want to know just maybe like a general idea of like how you view GPA and how you think students, how your student's relationship with their GPA. GPA should be? GPA is a tricky thing because I feel like Loudoun County puts a lot of weight in GPA in the sense that there's a 0.5 bump for honors classes, there's a one point bump for dual enrollment and AP classes. So I think that puts even more pressure on kids to want to do the rigorous classes because it'll increase their GPA even more. And certainly the reason those weights are there is because there is more rigor. So you're being rewarded for the amount of rigor that's in that class and the challenge and the amount of work you need to put into that class to succeed. However, numbers don't define you as an individual. And I think that's important to to consider. I think that when you put in your application, certainly your college application, certainly the number is going to get looked at. Um, and it may be something that gets you that initial first glance at an application or gets you put in, you know, um, in higher consideration because you fall in a certain percent of in terms of rank or, or that. Um, But in terms of your relationship with your GPA, I hope that people understand that grades are just one indicator of your success. SATs are just one indicator of your performance, Um, that there's so much more to you as an individual than those numbers. And that's why there's so much more parts of the application, like letters of recommendations and essays and resumes that show your involvement in other things outside of school and your commitments outside of school, because those things show who you are as a person and your experience and what you're going to bring. Um, and why you, uh, who you are, um, what voice you bring, what perspectives you're going to bring. Yeah, yeah. Um, notice when we met with like the counselors in our groups um, during Titan Time, and they showed us the website where you can do like career planning, or mm-hmm. you can find possible careers that fit you. And you can also look at colleges, and it gives you the students who have gotten admitted or denied from that college, and what their SAT score was, mm-hmm. and what their GPA was. Mm-hmm. And like immediately after that session, everyone was like, "Oh my God, I'm never going to get. I can never get that score." 
score. Like, if they, like, the highest score was this, this, and this, I could never get that. Like, how am I supposed to get in that college? Like, maybe I should, like, look at a different college right now. First of all, I think that showing those kids that is, it's a little bit of a motivation. Like, for me, it was motivation. Like, I need, I should do better. I should at least try to, like, reach, like, do my best. But I think on other kids, it also had the impact of discouragement. Like, they were like, oh, I can't do that. I don't know like if I could ever get a GPA like that so I'm not going to get into that school so I think it's really difficult for kids with that kind of mindset especially with their parents and all their influences to say like oh my god I have to get the scores and I have to get all this exact have this perfect profile in my as far as numbers go otherwise I'm not going to get into school I'm not going to have a good future and Mm -hmm. then they like start like breaking down everything yeah so those scattergrams that you're talking about which kind of show a graph of kind of the admitted student profile from Dominion High School I think the reason the counselors show those to you is so that you can see the range of students certainly you see the average um and kind of that you do see the highs Um, the students who kind of exceed that average and you see kind of where most students fall in terms of admitted but you do see some outliers on there you do see some students on there who have a little bit lower than the average GPA or lower than the average SAT score who did get in and so that's the whole point of those ranges of GPAs and ranges of SAT scores is usually it's showing the middle 50% so that means 25% of those applicants had a higher SAT or higher GPA, and it also means 25% of those students had a lower SAT or lower GPA. So I can absolutely understand where you're coming from, that some students use that as a motivator and say, yeah, I'm going to strive to achieve that so that I can be in that perfect sweet spot. Um, And others will say, you know, no, I don't know that I can get there, and it just kind of serves as a discourager. Um, But I think the reason we try to show that is that you can see the range. There is no perfect that there is a range and that everybody brings something different to the table. Um, but there is that, that range of GPA, range of scores. Um, and the, the reason there is that range is because of all those other factors that are considered in the application. Um, and I think the other thing that you've mentioned a couple times is just that idea that I'm not going to get into that top school or that most selective school. And I think one thing I think is important for people to know is that where you go is not who you'll be. And there's actually a book that's titled that. Um, And it's, you know, there are so many schools and colleges out there that are amazing institutions. And um, sometimes we are so limited by what we know or what we've heard or what we experienced because our siblings went there, our parents went there, or just they're the most common on the U.S. News and World Report ratings. Um, But there's so many amazing colleges and institutions out there that will sometimes give you great scholarships because they want you, they want to recruit you, that will give you a a phenomenal college experience, but they may not be the most top heard of college, but they provide you a fantastic college experience. So I think some of it is getting over that prestige factor, and um, certainly that is something that is important to some people, but if you can look past just prestige and name recognition, and look towards what are you actually looking for in a college experience? What are you hoping to get out of that experience? And trying to match your college search to those things rather than simple name recognition or prestige, I think you'll be much happier when you actually get there. 
Yeah, I agree. I think no one can really tell them specifically like, oh, don't be in that mindset. Or I think have they mm-hmm. come to the realization Absolutely. that I'm a person. I have other factors. I need. I should be more well-rounded than just have really good plot line of like mm-hmm. steady SAT scores that are really good and in the top percentile. And I was seeing also on those scattergrams that people even in that sweet spot in that 50%, they were people who got denied in that sweet spot because they probably didn't have as many other things to bring to the campus, as you mentioned. They probably don't have as many extracurriculars. They probably didn't have as many leadership experiences that a college that was probably more necessary for them to be there. And um, I also recently came to this realization, which is why I really wanted to make this podcast. Is I was thinking choosing all my classes for next year, and I'm thinking I should be picking more. I was like looking at all the elective sheets, and I was looking at all the electives, and I was like, oh, I really want to take this. Oh, I really want to take this too. Oh, this one might be something related to like my future career. And then I was like, I don't have space for that schedule because I'm taking all these APs or these extra classes, or I'm doubling up on a science that like mm-hmm. I really I don't really want or don't really need and I came to this realization like you I don't have to have like the perfect application with all the perfect classes and all the best APs because I don't I'm not going to get into a college because I have good numbers I'm going to get into a college because I have experiences I take I have great classes and I'm doing other projects like this that are worth a lot more than just having taken AP world history or AP biology and then that's what's going to make a college like me and that's what's going to make me like a college more if I'm already having experiences that I like I think students, if they like science, take more science classes. If they like art, take more arts classes so that they have already that experience and they can find what they like so that when they get to college, they're not like, shoot, I took all these APs. I don't really know what I like. I've just been taking it for taking the class. They don't take it because that's the kind of person they want to be or the field they want to go into. It's just for taking the class. Yeah. And I've also heard students who've chosen to forgo their most favorite class that brings them joy and passion, like band or choir or art or you know, that CTE class or that marketing class, and they've chosen to forgo it their junior or senior year to fit in another AP class. And it sometimes breaks my heart a little bit because I'm like, if that's what brings you joy and that's what's your creative outlet, or that's the thing that you foresee yourself doing in the future, don't give that up. You know, that is part of who you are. That's part of building your profile. That's part of building your portfolio of what makes you who you are and what makes you stand out. Um, And so I think that's important and that's awesome that you're starting to realize that yeah and I hope that's why I also want I want people to listen to this and think that like they don't have to have they don't have to be a number like you said Mm -hmm. a number does not define who you are it's everything that you do and everything that you are from your experiences and your environment and I think there's just a lot of pressure that people put that they don't even realize they're putting on themselves Mm -hmm. they don't realize they're putting on other people students especially in northern Virginia like they have such this mindset like it's really competitive Mm -hmm. I have to have a higher GPA than the kids sitting next to me otherwise they're gonna get into college and I'm not Mm -hmm. I think they don't realize that that only one kid is not gonna get accepted into UVA mm-hmm. or Virginia Tech or William and Mary like you can also get accepted you can accept it for other things like you mentioned before the scholarships looking at other if you're a band player maybe a college might accept you because they're looking for a new trumpet player or something mm-hmm. it's not so that application I think stresses everybody out they say junior year is the hardest year you're doing all these applications and everybody immediately gets stressed they're like oh my god I have to do these applications but I'm going to cry over them I need to make sure it has, it's perfect I have to some people like resort to lying about like mm-hmm. experiences or things they've done because they're 
so badly wanting to get into a college and then they end up having so many APs and good classes they don't have any experiences to show I, mm -hmm. I know kids who write their essays and they don't know what to say about themselves when they're asked like what is your what favorite thing to do what is your mm -hmm. true passion what do you actually hope to like achieve at this college and then students don't know what to write because they're they've all through high school these last four years have been take the classes that are higher level get A pluses and everything have a good GPA like those are like the top three things that kids think and mm -hmm. then they to kind of like lose sight of like a little bit of who they are mm -hmm. like you said they forget they like forego these things that actually make them happy and then they don't know what to do with themselves afterwards yeah, yeah. and that narrow focus uh, you know I don't think it's uncommon and I don't think anybody's necessarily to blame for that I think it's just like I think there's many sources of that pressure and many sources of where that comes from but I think the more you can try and break that mold and the more we can try, try and create a healthy culture of saying there's value in these other experiences. There's value in, um, in broadening your perspectives and value in, in gaining different types of experiences, different types of, of coursework and it not always being AP or honors. And certainly, like I said, we do want you to challenge yourself to the point that you feel challenged, um, but not to the point where you're sitting on the edge. Oh, I wanted to ask you, when you went to high school, I feel like there might not have been as many APs, correct me if I'm mm -hmm. wrong, but it's probably not as big of a pressure to take these like really higher level classes because a lot of them didn't exist. Yeah. So I graduated about 20 years ago, um, I, but I grew up in Northern Virginia. I grew up in Prince William County. So I can relate to the pressure you guys feel because even though it was 20 years ago and I'm sure it, and I'm positive it's gotten worse. Um, I remember being one of those students who felt like I had to take all of the APs and all the honors and had to get the highest GPA and be the leader in every club. And it was impossible. Like it's an impossible goal to strive for to be the best in everything. And so I think, I do think that pressure has always been there, or at least since I've been in high school. I do think it's gotten a little bit more intense as college admissions has gotten a little bit more selective. But I do think that the pressure has always been there. And I think, you know, Northern Virginia has put that on, parents put that on, students put them on themselves. Sometimes you feel that pressure from people with great intentions, like your teachers and your counselors who believe in you and say, hey, have you considered doing this because you are really strong in this or you have such great ideas or, you know, that type of thing. And they see the potential and promise in you to do so well and you want to please them. So you, you take the AP because you don't want to disappoint. And I think some of those conversations are simply meant to get you thinking rather than than push or, you know, they're meant as an encouragement rather than a, you know, do this. Um, but I think sometimes that, that mentality sometimes takes over. But I think the pressure has always been there. But I do think college admissions has become a little bit more selective over the years. So that may have made it a little bit more intense. Yeah, definitely. And times are changing so quickly. Mm -hmm. um, I'm sure in a few years it's going to maybe get even worse mm -hmm. as there are more classes and more more pressures put on students, especially with how like fast society changes over the last 20 years. It's completely different the way that people get pressure from social media and like the news and everything and I, I know everything's gonna be different in a few years and kids are gonna see it so much more differently and there's gonna be such a change I'm sure with college admissions again mm -hmm. yeah there was an article though a few years back and it was a result of like a consortium of colleges which included some of the Ivy Leagues and some of the more highly competitive highly selective institutions and I think it was called turning the tide um, something like that and it essentially talked about valuing students experience 
finances more. So those students who have work outside of school because they have to take care of their families or students who, you know, choose to go on different, you know, volunteer trips or international trips or have different obligations outside of school and to value that more holistic experience over just looking at a GPA or an SAT score. And I think I've seen even over the past few years, more and more schools going to score optional, meaning they're not even looking at SAT scores or ACT scores. If you have a certain GPA, they're saying, okay, your GPA has shown that you can succeed. You've proven your academic abilities by your grades. We're not going to look at your SAT scores if you don't want us to. Um, And so I think that's changed over the past several years is more and more schools going score optional. And so I think that, you know, that trend, I mean, there's trends in college admissions, but I'm hoping that that turning the tide consortium of schools may gain some some strength to to really reevaluate what is important in college admissions and how we should be evaluating students on their merits of what they bring and not just the numbers. Well, I think that's where we're going to conclude today. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have anything else to say just for kids who might also be having like to face all these pressures? I think just um, believing in yourself, knowing what your goals and your priorities are, not sacrificing your values or compromising your values and trying to understand that you don't need to compare yourself to your peers just reevaluating what's most important to you and trying to align your choices and your decisions with that. Well, I think that's all we have time for today. Thank you so much for coming in and talking to me. Again, my name is Sanal. This has been The Discourse, and I'll see you guys next time.